judge is ready. ready. Kurt, are you a good test taker? I think so. Okay, well, I just saw this quiz on BuzzFeed, and I thought it might be fun to test your knowledge. This one is called, Do You Know a Little Bit of Everything? Sure, let's give it a shot. Name a Hogwarts house. (laughs) One, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Slytherin. Okay, show off. Name a state in Australia. Um, uh, uh, Queensland. Yep. Okay, name one of Prince Charles' siblings. Uh, Oh, wait, Prince Charles is the old one. Yeah, he has siblings? Margaret. Nope. Name an Ed Sheeran album. Who dat? We watched him on the Grammys last week. I don't know. Okay. okay. Name a noble gas. Sir Gassy of Gassenshire. <laughs> Ridiculous, but no. Okay. Name one of the original Teletubbies. <laughs> what is this quiz? Name a football team who has won the Premier League who does not wear red. Gay card. Okay. Fair enough. Name a Bond film title that is five words long. James Bond and the Deathly Hallows. I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh, oh, okay. It says here, turns out you don't know a little bit about a lot of things. I really don't. What I do know a lot about is forensics. And today we're taking a midterm exam. How have policies enacted prior to this competitive season taken shape in the first half of our year? And do you know the various roles and committees in the WFCA? Melissa is fresh from the winter exec board meeting and here to school us on how our organization is organized. This This is Forensics Faces. (laughs) Would you like to start our podcast? Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Melissa. Warning, this podcast recording starting after 9 p.m. Yep. It's we're a little slap happy. It's Things a little about late to in get the day. silly. Um we both had kind of a crazy weekends, but for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. Um do you want to talk about what you did today? Um I woke up this morning to drive to Sun Prairie for my childhood best friend's baby party. It was not a baby shower cuz this is her second child. And her son decided he wanted to throw his unborn baby sister a baby party. So oh my God, it's that's like the best excuse to get more presents I've ever heard. Exactly. And so I didn't get to attend the actual baby party. I just got to go help set up for it mm-hmm. because then 15 minutes after the actual party technically started, I got back in the car and drove from Sun Prairie to Appleton for the winter exec board meeting because I'm an overachiever. So I've spent a lot of time in a car today. That is dedication, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That is dedication to the activity and the organization. And the love of baby parties. And the love of baby. <laughs> That's true. If if one of those two things had, had gotten skipped in my life, I know which one it would have been. It would have been the baby party. For me, it was the, the idea of not being overwhelmed and spread too thin. But you were being a good, productive worker person. Yeah, yeah. Um... So uh, I finished a book today, which was good and not like for people who are listening to the podcast for the very first time. That doesn't mean like I finished a book, like I finished reading it. I finished reading it into a microphone and then mastered all those files and then submitted it to a company who's going to pay me for reading said book because I narrate audiobooks. You are a sound artist. So, yes. <laughs> um, uh, so that's what I did today. On this super accelerated recording schedule because of the new job. Yeah. So How this, did your first week go? 
Um, it was, it's good. Like, good. yeah, I mean, I'm only doing half days so I can get more recording hours in to finish these, these books. So one down, one more to go. Um, but it's no, it's fine. Like, good. yeah, this is totally a job I can be very good at. So, um, I'm excited and, and the people I work with are nice. And so yeah. we'll, we'll find out if that changes. <laughs> wood. Um, one of them even listens to podcasts. So <gasps> I was like, they knew what it was. Yeah, I was like, you are a quality person. Friend. Cause made. yeah, he even, he was even like, well, I'm like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you know what those are? And I was like, he doesn't have that voice. I don't know why I did that. I liked um, it though. He was so do you, do you listen to any podcasts? Do you know what those are? And I was like, I do. <laughs> In fact, I make them. Oh, snap. Yeah. Um, but th- I mean, here's the thing. Like, they're all very sporty because that's what like a recreation department does. Oh, yeah. Like, so they like organize a lot of sports and stuff. So like, I'm going to have to learn about more sports stuff. Ugh, like not in, not in detail, but like there are some things like details that I'm already picking up that I'm like, oh, I guess that's something I'm going to have to know in case somebody asks me a question. Like it's not, and it's not really like my main job. Like I, I'm doing the facilities and the permitting Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But still, but like I'm still in that office and will have to come up to the front desk to help people. And I'm like, oh, like what if they ask me like what Pee Wee tennis is? And I'm gonna be like, I assume it's Paul Rubin hitting a ball back and forth (laughs) on a court. I don't know. Sounds adorable. That sounds great. Don't know why we need six sessions of that, but amazing. I'm here for so, it. yeah, like I'm gonna have to learn some terms and lingo and stuff. Fun. Um, but before I even started my new job, I also got my new car. So for those of you who are following my car saga, new car, new car, got it on Monday. Shout out to Katie Webster and her mom who works at the dealership where I actually got said car. So thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Um, and Theon, after that crazy week, we went to Kakana. 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 And it's again, it's a fun one to say. It is. Kakana. Kakana. Um, for those of you who, again, have been following our dietary uh, adventures, you adventures know. the worst word for it. <laughs> you know that last week we said we were going to cheat at Kakana. Yep. We did. We yep. cheated. Oh, so good. Um, it was delicious. Although here, like, let's share some things we learned. Shall yes. We? Maybe you didn't learn anything. I'm going to share some things I learned. I don't know. We haven't talked about this. Guys, <laughs> this wasn't planned. Um, <laughs> the outline just says food, glorious food, because I like, <laughs> to, put, I like to put as many musical references into our script <laughs> outline as Kurt humanly testing possible. Me. <laughs> um, but so I, I ate a donut in the morning. You know this. Yep, you I got to watch you. To yep. Um, but then I got to like the cream filled center and I couldn't eat it. It was, it was too sweet. It was too sugary. That's so so sad. like I really enjoyed like the the chocolatey deep fried dough yeah. and like the thin glaze of like chocolate ganache like mm-hmm. frosting on top. Like that was delicious. But like I got to that creamy center and I was like, no, ma'am, I can't eat this. And I put it in the garbage. And then at lunch, I didn't even want the sugary things. That was the part that was weird. So I ate the turkey without a bun. Uh huh. And then I had some summer sausage, which may have sugar in it, but some of the ones I, this I, I found brands that don't have sugar. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple slices of cheese. And what else was there? Oh, like veggies. Like they had all these veggie trays. Which like yeah. shout out to Kakana for having fruit and vegetables at Woo-hoo. your tournament. Um. So like yeah, and I ate veggies. And then I took a chocolate chip cookie 
and I took that Scotcheroo bar that we talked about yep. last week. People who are first listening to this podcast, like if you're joining us for the first time, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is weird for you. Maybe just skip ahead. But this is this is kind of how we start. Um, you're going to get to know a lot about our lives. Um, so I took a bite of the cookie. Didn't think it tasted good at all. <gasps> set it aside. How dare you? Ate the Scotcheroo. That was good. Because it was like peanut buttery and chocolatey and like I still crave that. Yeah. But like the straight up just like sugary flavor like is not so much my thing anymore. Congratulations. Thank you. And then like I legitimately felt like crap today. Oh. So I was like, huh. My body chemistry's changed. Weird. Yeah. So yeah. So that was my adventure with eating sugar again for the first time in six weeks. A little over six weeks. So I, a little under two weeks to go before I go back yeah, to eating it in moderation like without having to worry too much about it. But hopefully having opened my eyes to how much sugar I actually am consume. exposed to in a regular basis. So I'm just excited for you to be able to like consume adult beverages with me. Again. Yeah. That, like I feel like the only thing this podcast is missing on top of us being slap happily exhausted is just like, like a little song. Yeah. No, like, right now I'm just, I'm just drinking basement water I, <laughs> out I of a do. Hamilton and American musical official <laughs> merchandise water bottle. <laughs> She's going to throw that out there every week, ladies and gentlemen. Watch every week. me. Um, yeah. I will say that like, here are the, here are the cr- things that I still crave on a regular basis. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yep. Dark chocolate. Still my jam. Going to be eating that wine and like the occasional cocktail still like a, a, a Jameson and ginger just sounds so good to me right now. So good, but you know, every, like everything else really, like I've, I'm past the point of, of really like craving sweet, sweet things, which is, I think why I was so excited about the cheesecake because a cheesecake is sweet and savory. While we're talking about cheesecake. Transition. Um, Kurt's not the only one who can surprise people on our podcast. Oh, snap. I walked into the winter exec board meeting and Elliot said, I have a present for you and handed me a bag and then said, wait, it's a present for you and Kurt. And I said, oh, should I wait to open it on the podcast? And he said he wanted to see my reaction in person. So I thought I'd wait for you. What's happening? What's happening? This is Elliot made us cheesecake. Ah! <laughs> In order to try I mean, to bribe a retraction of our, and I quote, scathing review of their tournament. Because <laughs> as he said, we hated John's judges meeting and we hated his cheesecake, to which I pointed out, I did not hate his cheesecake. I worship his cheesecake. Worship cheesecake. I hated his lack of cheesecake. Right. So this, Kurt Graves, is your slice of cheesecake. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. There's two yeah. slices in here, though. Uh, Yeah. Oh my God. You have a fiance. Who? <laughs> Not when I'm eating cheesecake, I don't. <laughs> Just take your ring off to eat cheesecake. <laughs> and now John's definitely not going to listen to this. Okay. But John, yeah. oh, my John. Yeah. Well, he'll listen to it. <laughs> hopefully, it's a few. He usually listens a few days later. Great. So, so hopefully, he doesn't hear this. We'll until the this down is here gone. in the, in the studio. <laughs> um, that's always good when you're hoarding food. Like that's <laughs> always sign. a good sign. I just want to clarify one thing though. I didn't hate John's judges meeting either. I hated what people did I in d- the judges yeah, meeting I and I tried to like, describe that to him. Yeah, I didn't like what other coaches 
we're bringing to the judges meeting. I like that they tell us to be nice to the kids. Yeah. We've adopted it as one of the things we like. It's one of the two it's one of our mantras. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's not what I'm saying anything about. What I'm saying is like, yeah, those people who used that time to get on a soapbox about something that was clearly very personal or like specific to one kid and then tried to make sweeping generalizations, which I just, that's what I don't like. But now that we've been given cheesecake, everything was perfect and nothing was wrong. Yes. It was great. It was perfect. It was, it was a great tournament. Yeah. If we didn't talk enough about how much we loved Sun Prairie, apologies. Yeah. We loved that tournament. We love going to to Sun Prairie and, and seeing those guys. And we love those guys. And we've said enough nice things about them on the podcast that they can just get over it. But Love you can you. also still give us cheesecake. Yeah. Oh my God. This is amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I had a donut. Well, I had what like equaled out to being one donut. I had a half of one donut and the half of another. But the donuts were also massive. So big. They're so big. And then they also had so many varieties of bagels with so many varieties of schmear. And then they also still had the fruit. But then... One of the things I always forgot that I do love about the Kakana tournament is the deviled egg spread. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. have any because I was only letting myself mildly cheat. But the desserts I partook in were the magic seven layer bar. And then. Oh, yeah. The oh. most delicious brownie I have ever eaten in my whole life. Would you like to describe it for the next five minutes? Not five minutes okay. because we're already going very long on talking about Kakana food, but it's like a darker chocolate brownie and then it was caramel in the middle and then it had a chocolate crumble topping and I only ate half of it before I went to judge my final round so I knew I would have some when I came back, something to look forward to. And then I came back and I was eating the last bite and I realized that I didn't know if Kurt had had any yet. Mm-hmm. So I, in a true testament, to how much I respect you and our friendship. I gave Kurt the last bite of that brownie. I didn't know that was your last bite. I'm like tearing up now. Because <laughs> you're thinking about eating that brownie. <laughs> but so also good. one thing to point out about that is that they were literally cutting their cheese with mm-hmm. a deli grade slicer. Yep. Fresh behind the table. Mm-hmm. Keith, your judge's lounge is so extra if I had to describe that judge's lounge to my students, and I did, it yep. is the 100 emoji come to life. Also, it's just a really great tournament. He makes the fact that a billion things are happening in his high school at the same time go very smoothly because yep. the winter dance is being decorated in the commons. Also, the wrestling sectional is happening at the same time, yep. and it all somehow still works. So and kudos we to Keith. out of there at a decent hour. Yes. Like... Yeah. Snaps, snaps to Keith. And, and I know like Keith, Keith is one of those really smart tournament directors who like relies on his tab room uh-huh. and he like gives them, and this is why things go quickly because he just gives them jobs and says, yep. I trust you to do it, go do it. And then smart people like Ben Kroll and Mike Tross. And I don't know who else was in there because I wasn't Mariah in, there. Was in there. Was Mariah in there? Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so like smart people are in there just doing their thing. I bet Doris was in there. I saw Doris briefly. Yeah. I, love I bet her. Doris was in there. So like, yeah, get smart talented people to just do things for your tournament and let them handle it and you will have a much better day and i will also say to mr vanden Heuvel, thank you for being really efficient with your award ceremony we, we were in the award ceremony starting that before 220 before 220 and then he you know and i'm at first i was like i don't know that i like that but then afterwards thinking about it i was like yeah we do take up a lot of time with thanking people mm-hmm. which is important but like 
He was just like, there's a lot of people to thank. You know, this tournament can't run without them. You know who you are. Thank you. Moved on. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, You're get okay. to the awards, which how many times have we said the important part of the award ceremony is the kids, the kids. And it was like, that was revelatory to me. So don't be surprised if you see a shorter thank you section at Sheboygan North, because I think I was inspired. Wow. I think I was. Um, and also, if you. I only know this because Antonio sent me uh, some messages about final rounds because I sent the packet home with uh, my kids and Dan and then drove separately. But like there were judges preference breaks and he didn't make a big deal about them. Nope. Thank you. We yeah, like, it was fun. But like now we're over it. We can stop going like broken on judges preference. Q. Oh. Yeah. Except for me, I'm always the one that goes, yay! Because you like to be weird. I like I like when judges get to be influential because it's what they're there to do, okay? But I, I had multiple students, like, place lower because of judges' preference, so whatever, it's oh, fine. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joe Nathan. Yeah. It's, his name is just Jonathan, right? It's just Jonathan. Like, I'm getting the joke with that? Yeah. Okay, great. No, it's because a student once asked how to spell his name, and I said it's... Joe and then Nathan and she yeah. said wait your real name is Joe Nathan and then I decided it was so now he instead of being referred to as Jonathan he answers to Joe Nathan okay I just like I, I feel like I needed to clarify that like I was getting, <laughs> I was getting the joke um okay our Antonio update for the week I literally just wrote on the page uh continues to delight and outdress me and then parenthetical I don't even need to change this from week to week because nope. he will just continue to outdress and um, out everything. Except the me. two of you had some sort of coordination synergy that I didn't get to step in on. So you're both we, wearing amazing shades of cobalt blue and I'm just standing there like a dumb dumb in mint green. And we didn't coordinate that. Well, yeah, you say that. We didn't. We did not. You. But um, I and I was like, I was you. like super cash because I was just sitting in a corner working. Yeah, you were just a hermit. Yeah, the whole I day. literally sat in a corner and worked on my laptop for the entire day because I was editing my book. So but I got so much done. Well, I, by the by the time I left Kakana, I only had like five chapters left to edit that I had previously recorded. And I came home yesterday and I got all of those done. Because we then, were home hecka early. Uh, yeah. And then today I recorded and edited the remaining like five chapters I had to do. It was so crazy how quickly I was able to get a book done once I stopped just being all up in my head about it. <laughs> Good job. So, yeah. So moving on to this week's topic, which is a sort of midterm exam, because yeah. we're about halfway through the season. We're just going to see um, how, how things are going for yeah. everybody. So I, I selected some things from the fall mm -hmm. um, that uh, we made some changes on when it came to the rules and categories. And I just wanted to kind of check in and see how things are going. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about the WFCA exec board mm -hmm. and the meeting that you just came from. Yeah, yeah. So first, let's go over some new policies. I would yes. love to hear what you think of binder tech now being allowed in the state of Wisconsin. I am so excited. As people know, I was one of the big proponents for binder tech at the fall meeting. I got to demonstrate binder tech at the fall meeting and I get incredibly excited in every single round when I see a student trying something new with binder tech and I've gotten to see it in group and terp. I've gotten to see it in prose and I've gotten to see it in poetry. And it's been very exciting every time. Can I just share something with you? Yes. And this is a direct result of the fact that it is after nine o'clock when we are recording this. <laughs> but when you win the Hints Award, and it will happen someday, I'm sure. I don't want I it. just want everybody in the auditorium 
who has a binder to like lift it above their head and flap it like bird wings. <laughs> and like, just let that be like the tribute to Melissa Gabrielson working so hard to bring binder tech into the WFCA. <laughs> I killed Melissa. Oh my Can you God. imagine just thousands of binders <laughs> flapping? I can imagine your kids and my kids and maybe kids from like three other teams doing it. But then you would have to also pre tell them that I was winning and then then they would spoil it because they would keep secrets. But I also I just don't want it. I don't feel like I'll ever be worthy of the hints. At least not right now. Everyone who gets it is so much cooler than me. No, that's not true. Because guess who won it last year? You did. And you're much cooler than me. And look, but look, we're no, look at us. We are both sitting in my basement right now. So <laughs> we are on exactly the same level. Fine. If, but if, if Binder. Not to mention your ideas, kids whooped my kids' butts this weekend. So I mean, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Congrats um, on that, by the way. Thank you. Nicely done. We're very excited. Your second team is now doing better than my only one. <laughs> hey. Life. Hashtag <laughs> life. If my um, kids are listening to this, get back to work. If my kids are listening to it, thank you for making sure to get my weekly listens in. Team requirements. <laughs> that's funny. I Gotta get those listens up. I think that's a joke. Uh, um, you think okay. it is. So binder tech, I will say like I the binder tech I've seen, which hasn't been a lot because I haven't seen a lot of binder mm-hmm. categories. Fair. Um, like I like it. I think it's being used well. But the other thing I like about it is that if kids don't understand it, it seems like they're just not doing it. And I think that that is a fair choice. Yeah. Like if you don't get it or you don't know how you want to incorporate it, it's okay to just not do it because doing something just to do it and not understand it or do it well, that's not good for forensics. Mm-hmm. But I did have a really heartwarming moment where after the pros round that I judged where a student did do some binder tech as they were walking out of the round, I heard uh, two other students come up to him and ask what he was, what it was, what he was doing with his binder. And he told them that it was called binder tech. And then they inquired about how they learned to do that. And then he said that he and his coach just tried some things and came up with it. And it made my heart really happy. That's awesome. But one thing that we're going to do, cause I learned today as program assistance chair, I get to pick what categories get recorded at state in the final rounds. So one thing that we're going to be doing is making sure that we record a round or two that has binder tech in it so that we as an association have a reference resource for coaches, for them to watch, but also to direct students to, to show them what we're talking about when we are talking about binder tech. I love that. Yeah. So good. Thanks. Um, this isn't as good of a transition now. But I was gonna say, speaking of kids just doing things, but not necessarily doing them well, let's talk about Farago without transitions. See, I, was gonna, I thought it was a joke, like, I don't have a transition for this, but let's talk about Farago's without transitions. That would have worked as well. Thank you. My brain didn't go there. Um, yeah, we at Sheboygan South have been doing Farago's without transitions for a grip. Mm-hmm. So and it's to just be, in the rules now. To be, I was going to say, to be clear, this was not against the rules before. No. It's just something that we formalized within the last year uh, so that kids would not be penalized for doing something which was new and different. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the problem with that happening is there are now kids who get up and I've seen Farago a couple times this year. A Farago presented without transitions and then they proceed to just read three pieces in a row without transitions and it's like no it's not what we meant no that's not what we meant but to be fair we we don't have resources right now to explain to a coach who is new how to put together a program versus a classic farrago because a farrago without transitions is putting together a program 
version of a Farrago rather than a genre to genre to genre or piece, piece, piece. But it's more of an interweaving, which is what I think separates like a program from a regular Farrago is right. interweaving the, the sources. And it should be clear what piece is being yeah. presented at what time even without the transitions Mm -hmm. like that's that's the part like i wouldn't mind it if even like i was seeing farragos where like the kids were getting up and they were giving me three distinct pieces that like i could clearly understand were linked to the introduction that they gave me Mm -hmm. but it's like i can't tell which piece is what like yeah it's just the same the same delivery for everything and then it's like well then why why not help me out with the transition because i need something yeah i think i don't know what you're doing right now i think part of it is that it's sort of like a hip thing to do to present a Ferrago without transitions mm-hmm. but hopefully more coaches are understanding what it means to make your Ferrago a program but also don't feel pressured that the only way to present a Ferrago is without transitions right. i still think that there are plenty of great Ferragos that can be presented in the traditional sense of Farrago, because one of the reasons that we now focus on only doing Farragos without transitions is because that's sort of the way that it's done on the national level for mm-hmm. the category of poi. Program of oral interpretation. Yeah. For those who are not in familiar with but our it's, it's Farrago acronyms. without transitions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't feel, if you're a coach who here's a saying this and you present your Farragos in the traditional sense but your student still like kicks butt at it. Don't feel pressure yeah, that you have keep to doing it that way. Or if you have a student who's not doing great, who's presenting a Frago without transitions where they could benefit from giving the judge that moment, then maybe, maybe put those transitions yeah, back. Talk in. Them back it's into okay. It. It's okay. Um, so yeah, I would say Farago is going through some growing pains, but ultimately that's a good, um, the storytelling order being announced at the beginning of the day. Yeah. I haven't heard any complaints. Nope. So that's basically the definition of success. Yep. Nobody's complaining about it. We'll take it. Uh, I have, I haven't heard any personal within the WFCA complaints about informative. It seems like students are excited to be able to flesh out their topics a little more. All tournaments are very accommodating and often say in the judges meeting, don't penalize students whose speeches might be four minutes long in order mm-hmm. for us to be HSFA friendly. accommodating mm-hmm. and friendly. But I I don't I haven't judged informative at all because I have students in it. But I think it's exciting. I have seen informative, and this is where um, I've seen informative twice this year actually already, uh, both prelim rounds. And I would say the one the problems with informative are the problems we had with four minute. One, it's still like at six minutes now instead of four. It's still a pretty short amount of time to mm-hmm. try to get into anything of any significance. Um, so I would say one thing that I struggle with in informative is the topics do seem a little lightweight. And so whenever I'm listening to a speech, one question I always have in the back of my mind is, is this worthwhile? Is this worth my time? And that's something that when I'm writing a speech with students, I always pose that question to them as well. What is the value of the speech that you are giving? And if they can't answer that, then we maybe look for something else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that problem still exists. Fleshing it out by two minutes helped, but not as much as I as I had hoped it would. I'm ready to commit to the full 10 minute informative. Like, I think we have to expand. We have to give the credit, though, to the fact I mean, I've talked about this before, and especially people in person, is that the speech side of forensics in our state struggles to introduce new students to it. It can be very hard for someone to make speech seem cool when interp seems so 
glamorous and interesting. And so when we don't have enough introductory categories, which we don't already, it's hard to get a student into that. So I think having the six minutes and allowing students to maybe do things that are lightweight, it is still a easy. It helps ease students into it so that when they want to do longer speeches, they can move into things like an oratory or. That's the thing. End of list. Yeah. That's but the thing. That's the thing. Like we do have other inter like, oh my God, we're having an argument. This is we great. Are. This is on the air. It's live. <laughs> but this is the thing. We still have spec oc. We still have uh, moments in history. Like we still have introductory speech categories. But special occasion no longer feels like an introductory category, which but I'll talk should. about when we get to exact. It but but be. it doesn't. And moments in history, yes, is. But students get very uh, wary of the whole like the VA visual aid aspect of it because the VA game, like the, like the, the visual aid game has been stepped up so intensely now that there are students who go in there who have like introductory speeches and they get it, they can be made very nervous about it. And while an informative getting to be still a shorter time limit and getting to be a very broad topic sense allows a student to step into like getting into what being a speech kid can mean without it being horrifying. So here's my proposal. Make informative speaking a 10 minute category that's more on par at skill level with oratory and bring back public address. (laughs) There's my proposal. They'll never take you. I know. I know they'll never take me, but that was... I, I started in public address. It was a good category. Public address was my first real category because I had a group discussion and no one took it seriously. Mm-hmm. So uh, let us know what you think about informative speaking, guys. Yeah. How's it going for you? Let's hear your thoughts on it. If you hate it, let us know because no one's told me they have yet. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there was a change that the change that really rocked the WFCA. Um, we talked about it for so long. Just went on and on and on. Um, we had to go into our second and third day of meetings yep. just to like mm-hmm. decide if this is what we were going to do. There were fisticuffs thrown, physical threats made. Been, um, and that was, I mean, like we even need to say it, that was not providing a speaker stand on special occasion. Even just hearing you say it just gave me flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the Voldemort of, of speech changes because we, it's, we do not speak its name. We should not. Mostly because... Nobody cares. So asinine yeah. and dumb. So we finally eliminated that rule. And I again, I haven't heard any complaints. Nope. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit more about the WFCA and how it yeah. works, shall we? So if you're outside Wisconsin and you're interested in... Um, differences. You know, yeah, differences. This is a good segment for you to listen to. Like, we've really enjoyed chatting with uh, people from outside the state and finding out how their organizations work. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this is of interest to you. If it is not... Feel free to tune out now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, tune in for our, our next interview episode on Wednesday. But you can, if you're not interested in what happens in Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Bye. for listening. We'll see you later. Um, so for people who are still getting to know the WFCA and are like, how does that work? Let's talk about some parts of the WFCA. Yes. One, you become a member of the WFCA by paying your annual duel, your annual duels. <laughs> yep, we all have a duel. Your annual dues. Um, your team pays for the dues. Yep. So you are, your team becomes a member of the WFCA. Yes. Um, with the coach of your team being your team's representative at the WFCA. Correct. But when you are voting at a WFCA meeting, 
your member's school gets one vote. So Correct. if you have two coaches, you don't get two votes. It's one vote per school. Your school is the member. Then we have the coaches within the WFCA who have some roles. Primarily, we have our executive board. Yes. And those are our elected positions mm-hmm. that are voted on by the membership at the spring meeting every year. Yes. And those roles are? The president-elect, the president And the past president. So our system is that when you are elected to be president, you serve a three-year term. Your first year, you are president-elect to sort of understand the role that you're playing to get into the idea of knowing what's going on. Then you have your year as the president, and then you have your year as the past president. Kurt is shaking his head, saying that it's not how it goes. It's not, because the thing is, and I've harped about this before, I'm pretty sure I saw it on the podcast too. The past, the president elect, the president and the past president in our bylaws have different duties. Yes, that too. So there's really no period of like getting to know your job because every year you have a different job. You got a thing. I think it's ridiculous. And I think that is something that we should look at in our organization to change, whether that's like a two year cycle where like. Like you just flip duties depending on what year you get elected Mm -hmm. or just like. A three-year cycle where, like, you come on board and you get this list of tasks and you do it for three years. Well, like, either you can way, put would in be a proposal. Fine. The spring meeting is May sixth. You know what? Maybe this is the year because I've been talking about this for a while. Okay, you do that. That uh, that we should really adjust how we how we do that because otherwise, I, it's still a value. Like, we still need all of these things to be done. But as somebody who's gone through that president cycle, like it, it constantly felt like I didn't know what I was doing because it was like I finally got being a president elect down. But now everything I did as president elect, like planning the spring meeting and, and all of those things, it's like, nope, you don't do that. Now you're the president. Now you plan the agendas. You plan the fall meeting. Um, OK, I finally got that down. Nope, you don't do that again. Now you're the past president. Now you're in charge of awards and scholarships. And it's like, well, why don't why don't we like condense this somehow? So you do get to do one thing. More than once because you're learning all the skills. Yeah. But, but you don't use them again until you become president again. You're so passionate about this. It's just silly. It's just (laughs) silly the way we have this. Okay. I'm done. So it's a three year cycle. Great. And then we also have uh, the secretary and the treasurer. So our current president elect is Ben Kroll of Sheboygan South. Who? Our cur- yeah, I don't know who he is. Who that? The guy with the hair. <laughs> then we have our president, who is Mariah Irvin from New London. Our current past president. Yeah. <laughs> our past president is uh, Miss Deborah Tross. Who? Oh. Do, we, do we mention her? Weekly? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's this podcast. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. yeah. That's this podcast. We, oh, yeah. We do know her. Our current secretary is her wonderful husband, Mike Tross, both of Appleton East. Yeah. And then our current treasurer is Miss Amy Geyser of Marquette University High School, who are all serving their current, are all in within three year terms. Yes. So no, the secretary and treasurer are two year terms. Oh, two year terms. Two year terms. Okay. Yep. Well, you know more than I do. So they are. Want to know why? Because as president elect, <laughs> one of your jobs is to go through the bylaws and fix them. <laughs> Great job. So I've read the bylaws like six times. But they are who are considered our executive board. And then we also have committee chairs. Yes. Now, I believe we have a committee chair in the room. um, And I even listed that committee first. Oh, my God. So we start with program assistance. (gasps) That's me. That's you. That is Melissa Gabrielson of Sheboygan South and Ideas Academy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Then we have the Tournament Practices and Procedures Committee of the WFCA, which is chaired by one Ms. Carrie Baker. 
of Ronald of Reagan, Ronald High, Reagan School. High School. Um, so TPP, the best way to describe that I have found is it's the judicial branch of the WFCA. Yep. It is the group of people who determine whether rules have been violated. Yes. And it's not a fun job all the time. It's certainly not an easy job. And Carrie Baker does it in stride. I don't think that she is well appreciated enough for just how much, not only that she does, but just what she puts up with. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you attend the spring meeting and you hear about some of the things that she has had to work through with people and the, some of them being intense situations, some of them being ridiculous situations, but she takes them all in stride and grace. And I, for one, will never stop being appreciative of how good she is at her job. Amen. Uh, then we have the communications committee. Yeah, we're uh, on that. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. Yep. So if you're listening, Dave, this that? is us being really good at communications because <laughs> we're on this podcast. Yep. But the chair of the communications committee is Dave Harper of Denmark High School. And then we have the category committee. Category committee. Currently is co-chaired by yes. John Rademacher of Madison West. And Ron, and Ron Steinhorst. And Ron Steinhorst of Wapaka. So those are our committees. And obviously, uh, if that didn't make sense, the communications committee is in charge of communications, yep. like statewide communications. Um, and the category committee is what selects our category topics each year. And they are also the ones who uh, make the recommendations to change category rules. Yes. And the people who chair these committees are not elected. They are quietly coerced into taking <laughs> over for someone else. They serve at the pleasure of the president. They serve at the pleasure of the president. Both of us in West Wing wear. Um, so, oh, yeah. but also they are the chairs of committees. So that means that there are other people on these committees. And one way that you can get more involved in our association and help enact change if you are someone who is feeling that things are not going your way is to join one of these committees. So on the WFCA website, uh, there is a committees section where you have all of the email addresses to reach all of these people to one, either get in contact with them about an issue that you may be having related to their committee or to potentially join it. A great place to also join is at the spring meetings. So the committee meetings happen on Saturday morning before the afternoon meeting. And so if you want to get involved, contact the chair and come to our committee meetings. Yeah. Just do it. It's a great way to have your, if you feel like your voice is not being heard enough, join a committee where your voice gets to be a little bit louder. If you still feel like your voice isn't loud enough, then get yourself in the race and run for one of the president positions. Yeah. And if you're interested in doing that, just know that you will just have to be nominated at the spring meeting. Yep. Um, We don't typically do any like, uh, you know, nominations weeks in advance or 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 any campaigning campaigning or anything anything like that. Um, It's just a matter of at the spring meeting, announce your intention to run or have someone nominate you. You're given a chance to speak your platform. Yep. And then we vote as a as a group. So although I will tell you that if you are uh, Ben Kroll, and only Ben Kroll, you may have uh, some, you know, attack ads against you run at the spring meeting. Hashtag never Kroll. Thank you. Shout out John Balsarek. Who doesn't listen to our podcast. You drink. really? I don't think so. Oh, that's I've surprising. shouted him out multiple times and heard nothing. So, hey, John. Bye.
This is your chance, John Balzeric. Prove, Prove me wrong. Um, and then we also have two hired positions within our WFCA, and they are hired for very good reason. One of them is Webmaster, who is Scott Peterson of Eau Claire North. North. There are so many Eau Claire schools, but his is Eau Claire North. And so he is in charge of our entire website. He keeps it updated. He keeps it sleek. He keeps making sure all the information is actually correct. And he is excellent at it. He's also like one of the best emailers ever. He's so like on top of his email and I'm very appreciative of it. And it's also one of the least appreciated jobs in the WFCA, but he does it super well. So thank you, Scott. Yeah. And then the other position we uh, hi- we hire is our tournament directors or director. Uh, for many, many years, for 15 years, it was Chris Zock, who was my coach at Sheboygan North. And then for the last several years, it has been co-tournament directors. Uh, once again, mentioning the lovely, talented, and handsome duo of John Peschel and Elliot Fisher. Who that? John Peschel and Elliot Fisher. <gasps> the cheesecake guys. Oh, yeah. We love but, you guys. Thank but they you. they also have. I literally had to cover it up with paper so I wouldn't be distracted <laughs> by it. Mine is just sitting in the bag under the table, so I also can't look at it. Uh, they take on the often daunting task of running the one technically WFCA specific tournament of the year, which is mm-hmm. the state tournament. And they do it incredibly well. They also do it with grace. They are so organized, as we've talked about, all Dem binders. And they do it very well. Yeah. And I like them a lot. It, yeah. And, and they've ushered it to a new location. Uh, they had to deal with all of the restrictions that suddenly came up when we were at Ripon. Rule changes. They found a lot of strange rules that were yep. happening uh, that nobody was paying any attention to. Uh, and they've, they've really uh, done their darndest to make sure that what happens at the state tournament is as fair as it can possibly be. And it is a ton of work and we don't pay them enough, but you know, we're also a nonprofit organization. So thank you for all your donate today. Yeah. For all your help. (laughs) Um, so Hey, anything new or exciting happen at the winter meeting that you're allowed to share with us? Ooh, let's see. Uh, we talked about program assistance things and talking about the idea of changing up the way that I approach coaching clinics to, make them better at being not only just an informative event, but also a social one. Because for a lot of people, it's the only like sanctioned interaction they get with coaches where there aren't tournaments or things involved. We talked about, um, I mean, like how cool we all are, how nice we all are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Standing got, agenda item Z. Yep. Uh-huh. Is, yeah. Always. Uh, No, it was just it was a lot of just making sure that we were all updated and making sure that we were keeping track of things and also setting ourselves up well for the state tournament as well as the coaches spring meeting, which will be happening on May 6th here in Sheboygan. But one thing I'm going to use this podcast for, if you are someone who is listening to this and you have not yet attended your coaching clinic, which is a state attendance requirement Mm -hmm. in case y'all forgot we have two more official wfca sanctioned uh coaching clinics you can attend one of them is the day this podcast is coming out but hey maybe you'll make it at denmark high school (laughs) with dave harper the other one is at trinity academy in pewaukee on march 5th so cool you should like sign up and come to those uh because it's a requirement but again if you are someone who wants to help with the enactment of change and progress, progress in the WFCA, consider joining a committee or running for a position on the exec board. Yeah. Or if you feel strongly that we should regress, 
and don't you, and you talk think, to me. Well, but if that's the majority, majority rules. We our system is majority rules. Oh, one thing that we did discuss that is WFCA focused is the idea of how we as an organization can continue being HSFA adjacent while still representing our membership appropriately and how we really need to think about whether or not that's something to be doing when it's a small minority of our schools that do both associations and how much uh, we can be doing to either be appeasing that small minority of schools or whether or not our membership would like to continue progressing separately from them. Cause we did make rule changes this year that are not HSFA complacent, such as getting rid of four minute and turning it into informative. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was reacting off mic. <laughs> um, let's move on to the best thing we saw this week. As previously mentioned, I sat in a corner uh, the best performance I got to hear this week was my interpretation of the book, The Imperfection of Swans, and man, am I sick of my own voice. But hopefully you got to see something exciting. Yeah, the best thing I saw this week was the Kakana Hospitality Table. Yep, hard to beat that. Like, students, y'all is great. Y'all's motivational. You is smart. You is you kind. kind. You, you is, is important. important. But, like, I had the literal best brownie of my life, so... I don't remember anything else about that day. <laughs> I mean, I do, but that brownie dough. Actually, the best thing I saw this week was uh, Holly Rhino reacting to play acting in the final round. We got to judge it together and watching her react to things because she tries so hard to be a cool judge, mm -hmm. but also can't help herself when the Book of Mormon is being adapted. So that was fun. Mm. I should show you my notes from the group interp round that she and I judged. Oh, she told me all week. about them. Okay. But because one of them was literally just about her reaction to what was happening up there. And I was yeah. like, her reaction in, is how in, I feel. in the words of you, Kirk Graves, she's a hoot. She's a hoot. She's a hoot. Um, okay. Uh, just in case you've been missing out, we do have this little retro forensics faces. Series you know who hasn't been on. listening to those and I called them out for today? John Peschel hasn't been listening. So John Peschel, hey, guess what? I know you said that you only like listening to this regular podcast, but you better get into those interview podcasts because they are good. He was like telling me all in depthly about how much he loves listening to our podcast and how fun it is for him to like how it's like part of his morning routine. And I was like, yo, Depeche Mode, can you please listen to all of our podcasts and not just <laughs> half of our podcasts? Because these interviews are incredible and motivational. And I want to thank you for like calling me out and giving me a little shout out at the end of the one with Jackie Young because it like warmed my soul. And now I need to make sure I'm wearing only bright colored cat clothes. <laughs> so she's like, let's go to bright colored cat dress. I'm like, Jackie, Jacqueline, <laughs> Melissa. I'm a, a, you from the interview. It's me. <laughs> And she'll just literally run the other way and I will chase her down like a fat kid after an ice cream truck. Because <laughs> I just want to be friends with her. But we've got a really good one this week. Uh, we're, our interview is with Greg Stevens of Iowa and we go really in-depthly about the visibility of your forensics team within your community. It was a really cool interview. Some of the ways that he promoted his team were like, Crazy. And the way that his city embraces yeah. speech is When we insane. say community, Just, we're not talking about his school no. or his like school board. We're talking about the literal city his team was in. Yeah. Like just wait until you hear it's what, great. what they get. Um, yeah. So that's, that's this Wednesday, 
at some point, I got some messages because the episode did not drop Wednesday morning with Jacqueline Young, but that was because I was busy. But I did get it out on Wednesday. I think yes. it came out at 10 p.m. on uh-huh. Wednesday night. Sorry. But Wednesday, at some point, that episode will air. Or maybe Thursday. Give me a break. I'm really busy. <laughs> also, let us note that the next two weeks are our home tournament weeks. Mm-hmm. So... While we will be doing our darndest to continue on our regular schedule, if for some reason things are a little wacky next week and the week after, it's because I can't <laughs> sometimes. And as of right now, my tournament is has exceeded capacity for entries and our registration hasn't closed yet. And so I'm I might not make it. And um, you'll be fine if we're doing I this. I just need if y'all doing to this, It's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe we could record it just while we're sitting there. We usually sit there I mean, on Saturdays. We could just be like, all right, that was round one. What exciting thing happened? I got two more paper cuts. Yeah. That's what's going to be for me. Forensics I got two faces. more paper cuts and I'm deep in my caffeine buzz. Forensics Faces brought to you live from South High School. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Yeah, things get weird for the next two weeks as we run our tournament. Be nice. Please bear with us. Forensics Faces is recorded and edited in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme song was written and performed by J.J. Hamister. If you're a fan of Forensics Faces, please give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those ratings do help other people find us. More information is available at ForensicsFaces.com, and you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Forensics Faces. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Mm